Choose your player. Hello, my name is Parker Guidry, and I have been obsessed with Pokemon since I was six years old. The phrase that sums up my obsession is, I wanna be the very best that no one ever was. Boom, 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 to catch the early to go walk the dog feed the dog take care of the dog <laughs> it's also very much an excuse for dog owners that's fair but i'm also pretty good for just being like i'm done and leaving <laughs> are you excited you ready i am here we go oh boy well, welcome everyone to another episode of Your Nerdy Obsession. And everyone, I have an amazing, amazing treat for us. Uh, <laughs> really hyping hey, me up. Parker, hello. <laughs> hello. Now, I'm terrified of last names to say them at all. That's quite all right. But then you know what? Why don't you... I want you to tell me. You're going to quiz me later, so I'm going to quiz oh, you. God. How do you say my last name? I am going to say, I have it written out here, uh, Goodry? Close. It's not it's good. A, it's Gidry. Gid. Okay. So we just the, the UI. U. The U is silent. Listen, I'm so I'm Cajun. I'm from Louisiana, and French is already not a very phonetic language, and Cajun French is like a bastardized, weird amalgam of French and other dialects. So it really makes no phonetic sense, <laughs> and you just have to kind of. Look at it's like a sight word. Cajun words are sight words. You just have to look at them and know how to say. What makes, them. What makes something different from Cajun and French? <laughs> or is that a linguistic question I shouldn't ask? Um, so I don't actually speak French. My parents grew up in the generation that was like assimilation, and so my grandparents did not teach their younger children French. So some of my older aunts and uncles know it. Um, but we were not a part of that. But I know that in terms of like pronunciation, Cajun French is typically a lot flatter. It sounds like a hick version of French. I like that. <laughs> it's like the Cockney of uh, English, but exactly it's, it's the Cockney, that. It's the Cockney of French. Exactly that. <laughs> All right. Well, we aren't here to talk about linguistics. We're here about something way more important. Way <laughs> For people that know you, I would say this is just something that is you as a person. <laughs> um, but we are here to talk about the one and only Pokemon and uh, Parker's true love and obsession of Pokemon. So I'll take the drink and then you can tell. <laughs> Um, and there's a lot. So I did a lot of re like, like I said, I was doing research. I didn't realize the uh, extent of the universe that Pokemon truly is. Like I knew about the cards, the games and stuff like that. So. Eight generations deep. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, technically like eight and a half with the most recent uh, Pokemon game. But we'll get into that. So when I was little, 
I was raised Catholic, so we didn't have, there were very few things that we were allowed to like watch. <laughs> um, and Pokemon was just something that, I don't know, unlocked my imagination in a special way. And there were, you know, the original 151. They were also cool. They ranged from like adorable to like these, you know, incredibly monstrous, like super cool, badass things. Um, and the way the typings worked was something that fascinated me because it was, I think, it was made for children. So it was easy to understand type balances and things like that, but also a little challenging in a way that like maybe something like Magic the Gathering or other sort of games in that realm had a lot more layers and it was tougher to get into. Did you first get into the card games? You're talking a little bit more like about the puzzle aspect of Pokemon, right? Like there's types when you battle, what can go up against each other, those. So I know my first was actually the anime. Um, when we were little, my parents would take us to Blockbuster and <laughs> me and my sister each got to pick out a movie and they had the entire first season of the Pokemon anime available at Blockbuster. And so every time we went, I would just get the next VHS. What is different than the anime than what was on TV? Or is it the same? It's the same. The yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix right now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I did recently. We were watching. How you said you were young. How what was the age when you started this Blockbuster? Maybe like six. I want to say Is I that remember like, that was your first Pokemon. I want to know, like, what age do you remember, like seeing it on the television or like seeing what you did? And it brought back that like I remember. So when I was little, we yeah, it was it had to have been like first grade because we had this like neighborhood club thing where me and all of the all of the moms and their kids from the neighborhood would like get together on Fridays and we would just like imagine we were Pokemon and like play it, you know, as ourselves after school on Fridays and then like eat Doritos. Who <laughs> is a Pokemon you played all the time? Oh, so <laughs> it, it all depends. I went through first and foremost, a hardcore Butterfree phase. Mm. Um, and then, of course, you know, we're socialized with gender norms and Butterfree was girly. So then I swap I swapped to Charizard and I do have a picture and I tried looking for it. and I couldn't find it for this podcast. And if I find it, I'm going to text my mom. She'll have it and I'll send it to you. Yeah, Um, there is a picture of me. So I wanted to be Charizard for Halloween real bad. But the only like, you know, costume in a bag that you find at Walmart was Charmeleon. And I was not satisfied. But the, the number one difference between Charmeleon and Charizard, obviously, besides like its size and things like that, is that Charizard has wings. And oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> and so my mom made me some cardboard wings and I sure did wear a Charmeleon costume with wings. And you see me, I've got my little three fingers out on each arm posing. 
I've been posing since I was, you know, <laughs> out out the world. Just, just, uh, just living, <laughs> living your life is how you started posing. <laughs> you come out, and the, and the doctor's like, oh, and you're just like, mm. blue steel. Mm. <laughs> what is your... Uh, Pokemon language evolution of your love of Pokemon. So you started with that the anime. I see what you did there. Only know I only know Pokemon truly from the most recent video game on Switch. Uh, I watch the TV show every so often. I had some cards um, when I was in school, and it was the cards, and they got taken away because it was cards were very yeah, uh, very it was um, wrong to play with them, and it was battling and. It was they were a hot button issue in school, mostly because they were distracting people from school. I never really got into the card game because you have to play with other people. And both of my parents worked when I was little, so it was kind of solitary. So I would have to either watch the cartoon or when the video games came out. So when my first console, whatever, was a Game Boy Color. I had Pokemon Blue and Squirtle was actually my first starter because it was, you know, on the cartridge. Blastoise was on the cartridge. Um, <laughs> so you're just like, we're just going to keep this so all like, the same. We're just going to keep it. Fine. We're just going to keep it uniform. I w- Listen, another thing that I have done since I was little is stick to an aesthetic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, Pokemon lends itself to that, too. We can get into oh. the correlation of probably who you are now and the aesthetics of Pokemon, oh God, right? You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, and this was a question we could, I will just dive into it now that I wanted to, I wanted to ask you while you were growing up and like seeing these Pokemon, um, since both of us are part of the LGBTQIA community, Pokemon is one of the first, I think, pop culture or mainstream things that had creatures or had things that didn't have to have a gender, didn't have to have a set line right like even their evolutions they can change gender halfway through some of them can right like (laughs) pokemon is queer and i will fight this tooth and nail it is (laughs) oh well i don't disagree (laughs) like you watch that and you can't walk away and be like "Mm, there's a queer there's somebody queer is (laughs) i i mean you look at if you watch the anime team rocket jesse and james are james is always in drag they are whatever costume they are doing it is you can't james tell is the me feminine that jesse one. is also not a drag queen that's also true like, you cannot tell me that you look at her look at her hair yes. that is not that is not human hair not real <laughs> james at least it falls down but yeah. like jesse no like um i think it is it's one of those things where and There are all different kinds of Pokemon. There are all different reasons to catch and battle Pokemon. And they all have their own different strengths. And I think it is one of those things that just kind of like teaches you to value the strengths in each and every person. And to value the strengths of what you're made with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, especially Pokemon, I think, dives into with like the trainers and like how that relationship between the the monsters are growing. Like you can see how it affects like, oh, this this trainer treats this Pokemon like crap and I beat him because my Pokemon is nice, happy. And yes, because I take very good. Well, I think part of it is that's a lot of like and I'm not an expert on Japanese culture, so I don't want to talk like I am. But I do believe that part of Japanese culture is respecting nature and respecting animals. And so 
that plays into we're not just like, you know, capturing these animals and having them in illegal, you know, cockfight battles. We are befriending them, nurturing them, and thus we help them to grow stronger for these battles. In Pokemon, from the anime through the games and everything like that, it's kind of the same setup where it comes in terms of like Ash in the anime goes to the professor, gets his Pokemon, goes out into the world, does this thing for people who don't know what Pokemon is. Can you give kind of a brief? What is the open? Well, like I'm thinking of what, like on switch, like how you just started the, we just start that new game and how it talks you through what you're actually doing with Pokemon. Explain kind of what is the point? Like what is the, the purpose of Pokemon other than, Oh, these monsters are cute. Let me look at them. Mm -hmm. So, the new game is actually worlds different from every other Pokemon game that's ever existed. Um, Pokemon video games are traditionally incredibly formulaic, and that's why Legends Arceus was such a big deal, because it breaks that mold. But most Pokemon games start with the professor of whatever generation you're playing every professor has the name of a tree so gen one is professor oak gen two is professor elm and so on and so forth and it's professor whomever saying hello let me introduce you to a pokemon and then opens a pokeball and it's like a pikachu or a clefairy and it's like we live in a world where these creatures called pokemon live among us and we nurture them. Some people battle them. Some people train them for this, that or the other reason. Um, And basically the goal is to learn to live in harmony with these Pokemon. Some people go on to be Pokemon masters. Some people go on to be researchers and catch everyone to fill out their Pokedex. And so the whole point of the game is to catch as many as you can learn about them and every generation has some sort of bad team or person that's like i don't know trying to take over the pokemon world for some or i'm just what, what's the in arceus those three the three girls or yeah they're weird <laughs> charm i can't remember their names at all but I don't even know what their point is. Like they aren't they're just being mean. Like they're just a gang. I will not taking say over the world. The gangs in Pokemon over the years have gotten soft. <laughs> <laughs> From Team Rocket? Yes. So Gen 1 and 2 were Team Rocket and they were literally there for world's domination. They true. They sang it in their song every time. That right? is yeah. <laughs> what their goal was. Then in Generation 3, it was two teams there was team aqua and team magma and one of them was trying to drown the whole world in ocean and the other one was trying to evaporate every ocean in the world very intense and then things get murky with team platinum and team galaxy in the fourth and fifth generation by the time we get to gen six and it's team flare and they want to create a more beautiful world and it's it gets rough (laughs) um kind of along that same line so it seems like this is something that kind of is down what about pokemon we always have to go there i mean our loves have hates in it too it's kind of thing what what are some things that you just dislike or has pokemon become something that you wish it would go back to the games have started and this is why Legends Arceus was such a big deal because the Pokemon games have become so geared to children. The creativity was starting to feel like it was lacking in some of the like creations of the characters, creations of the storylines, creations of the worlds. 
And starting with Gen 6, they introduced Mega Evolution, which is kind of like a Pokemon's like super saiyan form or like the avatar state let me just like make let me just make some other nerdy references (laughs) they introduced mega evolution and then it was like in the next generation they were like we have z moves which is like a special one time per battle move that you can use and then the next generation it was like we have gigantamaxing pokemon where you just like make it really big for no reason (laughs) And it just felt like every every generation has been like, here's a weird gig. <laughs> a weird gag like, that we're throwing like on. Like trying top. too hard to yeah. like make it enjoyable. Um, and on top of that, it's like, you know, you have to. <laughs> Back in my day, <laughs> you had to go through Dark Cave and beat a million Zubats and Geodudes to get your Pokemon up to level like 20. And, you know the gyms were really difficult to beat and each gym had their own like intricate puzzle that was very difficult to get through to get to the gym leader and now it's like oh you just like maybe battle a couple people then they really only have one or two pokemon so they're very easy to beat and then the gym leaders are not even that challenging of a battle either so it just kind of got too simple for a really long time and then pokemon's legend legends arceus came along and Everything is turned on its head. You not only have to catch every Pokemon to fill out your Pokedex, but you have to catch them multiple times. You have to 20 without being seen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) different methods of catching them. You have to see them use different moves. And then on top of that, the whole calming the noble Pokemon because they've become frenzied and things like that. That it's hard. It's hard. I (laughs) just... I'm stuck on uh, the guy that's in the, the the mountains, and I've just been stuck there. The <laughs> electrode? Uh, I don't think. No. Is it electrode? I can't remember his name. I'm terrible with names, so I'm sorry. He's uh, he's like, I think he's one of the last guys. He's up in the mountain. Oh, Avalug. Yes. I'm, I haven't gotten there okay. yet. Okay. He is hard. <laughs> I don't doubt it. That's hard. That's, that's another reason why I think I latched on to Pokemon games is because I'm my hand-eye coordination is terrible. As much as I love things like Super Smash Brothers, Mario Party, I'm terrible at, like, dodging and fighting in real time. So Pokemon was like, you have these puzzles, and then you have a turn-based battle system that gives you time to think and react and plan. Yes. It's all strategy versus just reaction, right? Yes. yes. And, uh, and that's why I'm like, fuck, this is a hard... Can I say fuck? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, this is a really hard game. When It was Arcanine that I was oh, like, oh, yeah. I had to try... I turned it on. I had to do that over a couple of days. <laughs> I had to do it a couple of times before I could beat Arcanine. Because I'm like, how am I... I'm not good at not taking damage. <laughs> like all of us, you. So in the game, to let people know, you hold what is it? Is it six Pokemon? In yes, your, six, six Pokemon time. in your team. And uh, I'll tell you, anytime that I fought one of the legendaries, like I'm down to one. 
Like all of them have fainted except for one. And I'm just like, well, I hope this psychic one will take care of the bad guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's the thing. You can't just go into these like big Pokemon battles without training. Like, and it, no, like you need to think about who's on your team. <laughs> that, and you have to like grind and train them. And it can be difficult. You yeah, have to level them up. And very difficult. With that, um, so within the game, you have a lot of play, whereas you're leveling them up, you're you're giving them food, you're you're teaching your Pokemon. Um, you spend a lot of money in the game. So much money in the game. Not as much as I will say, I don't know if you're an Animal Crossing fan, but Tom Nook still has that out when you're trying to pay for millions of house. But so not in the game, but I want to know. We can talk about the game money, but I want to know in real life. What's your price point? What have you spent on this? Approximately. I have every mainline Pokemon game, both versions. And if there's like, and typically there is a re-release, I also have the re-release. So like Gen 1 was Pokemon Red and Blue. And then there was a yellow version. Got I have all three. Gold and Silver, Crystal. Ruby and Sapphire, Emerald. Let's see if I can name them all. Diamond and Pearl, <laughs> Platinum. Black and White, and then Black and White had Black 2 and White 2, and I do have all four. And those are all Game Boy. Those no? are. So, <laughs> Gens 1 and 2 oh, yeah, are so Game Boy you Color. You name the games, so I need you to name the consoles. The consoles. <laughs> Gens 1 and 2 are Game Boy Color. Gens 3 and just Gen 3, Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald, are Game Boy Advance specific. Then... The Nintendo DS came out, and that's Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, and Black, White, Black 2, and White 2. Then the 3DS came out, and that was X and Y. And X and Y, very controversially in my opinion, <clears throat> don't have like a re-release or anything like that. They, it's strange to me because X and Y really flopped sales-wise, and everyone complains about like that being the start of the downfall of Pokemon. Um, but I really love X and Y. And I think it's because the region is based off of France. So cool. the whole the whole game is about aesthetics. Yeah. It's the visuals are stunning. It's the first game on the 3DS. That's the one that introduces um, Mega Evolution. And it also introduces the fairy type, which oh. very quickly became my favorite type for obvious reasons <laughs> what how many how many types were in the first generation i didn't look into that that number do you remember i don't know the number but i could name them <laughs> go for it. i mean we're up to 18 total we're up to 18 total so i will say steel and dark were introduced in gen 2 and then it wasn't until gen 6 that we had fairy everything else has been there since the beginning oh everything else has been there since the beginning oh wow i thought it was less at the beginning and that that's intense yeah that's a lot well and it's very interesting because if you go back and you play gen one um a lot of pokemon have like there are a lot of single type pokemon so some pokemon are like just a fire type some pokemon are like fire and flying or like water and psychic you know yes. like yeah 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 so in gen one it's actually very hard to have every base covered because so many Pokemon only have one type. Um, going back to all the games, <laughs> the 3DS also had Sun and Moon and then Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which that was also weird because we started getting into like, there were alien Pokemon 
and ultra beasts. It was very strange. Then we went to the switch had. Well, then we talk. We have to talk about the re-releases. OK, <laughs> this is yeah. this also, I think, is playing into a kind of next next conversation about the items that you have. Right. It feels like your games are your but you're like your yes, entities. the games. The games <laughs> are my big guilty pleasure. And I replay almost all of them. <laughs> um, uh, Like I was playing. So they recently re-released Diamond and Pearl on the switch on the switch. They re-released Fire Red and Leaf Green because in Japan it was red version and green version, not red and blue. So that was for the Game Boy Advance. Then we had Heart Gold and Soul Silver for the DS. Then we had Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire for the 3DS. And then they just released Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl for the Nintendo Switch. Um, finishing out on Nintendo Switch. If I was going to tell someone to now start their journey in Pokemon, I would encourage them to get Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. Oh, OK. For the Nintendo Switch. The replay value on the game is incredible. It, it brings everything back to Gen 1. Original Kanto, which is the region, the original 151. Um, you like have your Pokemon follow behind you. You see them popping up in the grass rather than just like because back in my day, you had to just like run around in the grass until a Pokemon just appeared. Oh, so they aren't like how in the Switch now they're just roaming. Yeah, they're no. Okay. No Pokemon in the overworld. (laughs) Okay. Okay. No, you just are like walking around in the cave and then the screen goes blank and a Zubat appears. You know, that would make the games. That makes sense why the games are were so addicting at first. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you couldn't see what Mm -hmm. you were going against. It was a surprise when it happened. You could make assumptions or no areas that you're like, okay, this is going to happen. But then you just constantly like a horror movie, right? Yeah. Like you don't know the monster. And then when it appears. And you would (laughs) run around in this like tiny stretch of grass because that was the only one. I remember this vividly. There is like just north of Cerulean City. There is to the west of the Cerulean Bridge is a tiny strip of grass. And that is the only place you could get Abra, which is like one of the like, you know, best psychic Pokemon. It evolves into one of the best psychic Pokemon in the game. It evolves into Abracadabra. Well, no, it evolves into Kadabra and sorry. then it evolves into Alakazam. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, now Abra just is, is on the side floating of the path. around. Yeah. Around. Do you, oh, it's very difficult to get Abra. I have not gotten it. Yet. I just completed the Pokedex page on it this morning. Do you do you find that you like the Pokedex ver- like trying to find or do you like the stories in the video game finishing? Like, do you like the task collection? I guess well, that's the other thing I did play like Pokemon Pinball, but the other like. Pokemon Ranger, Pokemon Mystery Secret Dungeon. Like, I haven't really played those. How about Pokemon Go? I mean, Pokemon Go, I did play. Okay. Um, Honestly, I think Pokemon Go is what made Pokemon kind of be cool again. Oh, it definitely put itself back on the map with Pokemon Go. Because I was like a secret 20 something year old still buying three Pokemon games a year, you know? 
Maybe not three a year, but one or two. Um, <laughs> it's such a good point, though, that you bring up, because Pokemon Go, I think, moved it from what you've talked about it being a child's game into something that anyone truly can be a part of. Yes. Yeah. And that was like, I remember taking the train to work every day and you were just on the train and that traveled for you. And all the eggs that could hatch because you traveled. Yes. <laughs> Do people still play Pokemon Go? I feel like I think people there's like groups that I know that still go out and do it, but not as like I think it's a, I think it's more of a cult classic. now. Yeah, I think so. Well, and if you play Legends of Ar Arceus now, like it, it, it's the same. Like it literally is the video game version of Pokemon Go. It's yes. all that it is. Yes, it's, it's a really, truly amazing game. It's wonderful. Um, Back to what you were saying. It used to be I cared more about the story about catching my favorite Pokemon and um, beating the story. I was never really big on gotta catch them all. But Arceus has made me be like, ah, I want to. Because that's how I level up my own character. But also it's like a more of a challenge. Well, it, it, it's interesting that you say that because in video games in particular, I love Assassin's Creed. Um, the, the things that it makes you focus on right so in the in the pokemon game you have the pokedex and then you have the actual story like it's right. very cut and dry these are the two things that you're working on um and i love that because it it blatantly puts it up there being like this is xyz then you're done that's it then you can play the story as well assassin's creed why i i do love it but i get muddled with like where to focus on is because, yes, I have the main story, but there are over a hundred different side quests, which in this there, the game there are, but there's not pressure on any of them. Right. <laughs> there's not like stakes attached to this woman who wants me to take a photo of a pink Pokemon to get better clothes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And the thing is, it's like if you play through the main story i feel like you end up doing a lot of the side quests yeah just because just because mm -hmm. so like one of them was like i want to see a shinx i've never seen one before and i was like oh cool i have one already yeah you know <laughs> yeah, exactly. i in fact i have 15 of them because i had to get that many just to <laughs> fill out the pokedex and then you go to your pasture in the game and you're just like, why is this one box filled with the same Pokemon? Yes. <laughs> um, what is the, this is kind of a two part question. So when do you let someone either romantically or in a friendship know about yeah. this like passion that you have for it? <laughs> and then like the second side of this question, I think goes with how far have you gone? Like what, what does in, in Parker, in Parker world, what is like the epitome of this is how obsessed I am. So I have a loving fiance. His name is Royan. Royan, the first year we started dating was Pokemon used to ha be on a very rigid release schedule. Every mid-November, early to mid-November, they would release a game, either a, a new main series with a new generation, or it would be the special edition of that series, or it would be a remake. The first year Roy and I started dating was the first year in a long time that they did not release a new Pokemon, a mainline Pokemon. So Roy and I were actually dating for quite some time, and he knew that I liked it because I would like 
you know, I love to replay old Pokemon I mean, your, games. Your outfit, your shirt. I'm in, currently in my <laughs> Celadon City Gym uh, tank top because the rainbow badge is very me. Anyway, um, yes, he always knew that I that I loved it, and that, because I would like replay with them and be like, all right, I'm going to beat the game with an all fire type team, or I'm going to beat the game with you know all flying, or what? I think it was maybe for Sun and Moon for X and Y, where I just like played through it and created a team of like each and every type. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> no, no, no. I need to, I need to, to tell you, talk about that eye roll that you just <laughs> did. <laughs> was that eye roll because it just, it took a lot of work or like, no, just because I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm reading myself for film. No, that's the whole point of this. <laughs> be proud of that like that's intense it was sun and moon because that was when Royan found out that i was because that was the generation that came out while we were dating and i was like hey i'm like just gonna let you know like this is coming out and the thing is my birthday is in november so i it's almost it's, always it's like always a present for it's you. my that's birthday present to doing. myself yeah. every year <laughs> um so i'm like hey just gonna let you know i'm gonna play this like i'm not really planning on doing anything else and he was like okay like sure and then after like a week or so he was like oh you mean like you don't do anything else and i was like no (laughs) no i don't do anything else but play this game probably for the rest of the year and it's very it is very brilliant of them to release it right before the holidays, especially when I was living in Chicago, but still going back to Louisiana to visit my family. It's like I played it on the plane ride. I played it, you know, at night before I went to bed. I played it in the mornings when I was waiting for other family members to wake up, like until I did everything there was to do in it. And then I would like, cool. And then, oh, then, then you're like, OK, now I need a break. Now I need to yeah. reset yourself for Pokemon. So <laughs> is the, what's the biggest that you've gone? Or what was, what is the biggest that you would go? What what do you mean? Like, what are we measuring when you say the biggest? I want to know what is big to you. So like for my one of my nerdy obsessions is Legos uh, going all out for me or doing the furthest thing for me that I would want to do with Legos is taking books, whether it be Lord of the Rings, whether it be Harry Potter, whether it be comics and redoing them solely with Lego stop motion. Like wow. word like word for word wow. from the book is what I would want. Not like the movies. I would just love that because it's just that's something that I would want to do. That's the furthest I would want to go. I think for me, so there is a now there is like an intern, an Internet based system called Pokemon Home it used to be Pokemon Box um, when it was on the 3DS. But now for the it makes, it makes sense. and it's all of your you can transfer everything oh. that you've ever caught from all of the games and. I mean, nowadays you have to do like several workarounds if you want something from the original like Diamond and Pearl to be in. But that being said, um, I had like spent all of this time getting every single one for I think it was for Sun and Moon. For whatever reason, even though I didn't really like them much as actual games, I played them a lot. The aesthetics are beautiful because it takes it's like based off of Hawaii. The okay. region is called Alola. <laughs> oh. Real on the nose there, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was like, I put so much effort into getting every single one of them. I had 
type-based teams for every type. I, here's the thing. Pokemon, so you get the game, right? And there are X amount of Pokemon in this new generation. There's X amount of Pokemon available in this game. But there's always, like, a special event Pokemon that you have to, like, physically go into a GameStop to get, I remember making my mom take me to like a McDonald's to get some sort of code that allowed me to like get Hoopa, which is a Pokemon that I have never used. <laughs> but I sure do have it yep. in Pokemon Home. And my Pokemon Home is absolutely organized by type and primary type. So because sometimes it's like fairy flying, but some of them are flying fairy. And then, of course, within those, I have them organized by their n- number in the National Pokedex. I was going to say, what, is, it, is it alphabetical after that? Is no, it, it, is, it is by generation. <laughs> because that's how they are organized in my brain. Because I was like, I learned 151, and then I learned the next 100 and something. And then I learned... So, like, in my brain, that's how they work. That makes sense. I love that. All right, well, we're going to dive into the last question. Okay. Um, it's the same question I ask for every guest. Okay. So... You died. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> and when you died, uh, because, you know, we're so close, um, I get asked. At any moment. Yes, I get asked to go and collect your personal belongings. Uh, when I'm collecting your personal belongings, I find a secret compartment in that con- secret compartment is a note and a box on that note. It says what is in this box represents my obsession. What's in the box? What's in the box? You are the second person to come. I'm so appreciated. <laughs> oh, it's probably every single game cartridge that I have in, in their boxes. Granted, the Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy Color, I don't have the boxes for those anymore. But everything else has their original boxes. I mean, I, you, you could go open my drawer in my dresser right now. It's like underwear, socks, Pokemon games. <laughs> That is amazing. They're all there. Uh, Well, thank you so much for this chat. I love it. But we're not done yet. We're not done. It is nerdy knowledge time. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm so excited. All right. So I love interesting facts. Um, And so we got some questions for you. Oh, man. Here's the thing. Is it about like, I'm very intrigued what these questions are going to be. Is it about like the creators of Pokemon? Because I don't know a lot of them. Who knows? But I, I, you could pull up a Pokemon right now and I could probably tell you its name and its typing. Well, I think you're going to be good at this. Okay, great. (laughs) Uh, All right. First question. Name the 18 types of Pokemon. Okay. (laughs) Bug, dark, dragon, fire, flying, fighting, grass, electric, ice. Did I say fairy? Nope. Fairy is 10. Fairy. I'm literally like, so my Pokemon home is organized by type alphabetically. And so I'm like, there's bugs and then there's the darks and then there's the dragons. Um... Can I see the list? I got bug. Yeah, my chicken scratch. <laughs> Steel. Steel. Um. Psychic. Duh. Yep. Ghost. Yep. That's one, two, three, thirteen. There are five more types. One you haven't said, and you're going to be very upset with yourself. 
said grass. I said bug. I said fairy. There's an element, though, that you just haven't said yet. Squirtle. Oh, fucking water! <laughs> I hate myself. I went to ice. I got rock and ground. Which here's the thing: controversial opinion. Rock and ground are not two different elements. No, they're elements. not different. Yeah. And the fact that they have different types and weaknesses it baffles me. Water, water, and ice is another another kind of. And I'm like, okay. It's like you're stretching to make more types here. Yes. Like <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yep, I know the final two. You know the final two. Yep, oh, I know which ones you're missing. <laughs> I'm so pissed. I should have practiced this. Normal. Yes. <laughs> Fucking normal. And then poison. Uh, it's poison. It's poison. There it is. <laughs> Poison is poison is having a glow up right now. Yeah. Why do you say that? I really do think because poison was such a throwaway type. It was only strong against grass type for a long time. And it had all it has all of these weaknesses. It's weakness. It's weak to psychic. It's weak to ground. It's only strong against grass, but there are a lot of grass and poison type Pokemon. Steel is immune to poison type. And there were not a lot of good poison type moves like toxic was a great status move but i want to say maybe gen gen seven i think is really what started gen six because we had drag alge which was like a dragon and poison type and that was fucking cool and it was like a kelp monster and in that generation is when they introduced a fairy type and poison is super effective against fairy type um because fairy type is overpowered beyond belief but its main weakness is poison. So all of a sudden we had all of these like cool different typings with poison. Also, the, the poison type Pokemon were just not cool. Coughing and wheezing oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Ekans and Arbok and, you know, like the Oddish to Vileplume line and Victory Bell and Zubat and, you know, like. But Zubat's flying or is he poisoned first? So Zubat is poison and flying. OK. Zubat, Golbat and uh, Crobat. Are all I'm just letting you get your knowledge out there. That's yeah, I'm, I'm I am flexing a little it. bit. I'm not going to I lie. love the flexing. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Next question. I bet you could talk about types all day. I, I can see that. Uh, here's an easy one. What does Pokemon stand for? Pocket Monsters. Correct. What are the full names of Ash Ketchum's companions? They have full names? They have a first and last name. Oh, I only know Misty and Brock. I don't think I know. Brock Harrison and Misty Williams. That is made up. Uh, Misty Williams? It was on my research. (laughs) Confirmed by one of the creators. Speaking of, what three companies founded the Pokemon Company? Nintendo? Yes. Game Freak? Yes. I don't know the third. Creatures. Oh, apparently that is. I would not have known that. In 2021, Pokemon celebrated what anniversary? Well, we just had Pokemon Day. Pokemon Day is in February. OK, Um, I think we're at 25. It was year. 25 last year. This yeah, is 26. This year is 26. Mm-hmm, yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure we just did 25. <laughs> I love this question. Produced by Darumakata. Uh, Dar- <laughs> Darumaka? Darumaka. Yes. The Pokemon. Produ- yes. Produced by Darumaka. What do people often keep in their clothes to stay warm in cold environments? Is it the flame orb? Are we talking about items within the... It is just produced by 
Darumaka. I don't know. It is his feces. According to the Pokemon White Pokedex no, entry. No, you know what? Yes. <laughs> now that you say that, I... It's, this is what it says. It says, uh, is it Darum... How, am I saying it wrong? Darumaka. Darumaka. Okay. Darumaka's droppings are hot. Often people use these droppings to keep them... To keep in their clothes to keep warm in cold environments. They really started in... In, like... That's fifth gen. In, like, fourth gen, they really started wilding out on some of these Pokedex entries for the descriptions of Pokemon because, I mean, there are whole YouTube videos of people who just, like, dissect. Creature? Like, that's what just you're like, each, each. Well, just, like, the weird Pokedex entries, you know, like, especially a lot of ghost-type Pokemon. It's like, this is the lost soul of some <laughs> dead child. I mean, in this new game, in Pokemon Legends Arceus, the water rideable Pokemon Basculegion. The Pokedex entry is that it is just an amalgam of the ghosts of several dead Basculin. <laughs> I did not read that. That come together to create its evolution. <laughs> this this not Which is not how it works in the game. Like you don't kill a bunch of fish to get a bigger fish. Yeah. It just evolves at a certain level. But in the Pokedex, that's what it says. I do have to say, however, is that I respect the amount of backstory that Pokemon takes to do this, right? Like not only the Pokedex centuries, but like and it's it's pretty uh, what's the word? Uh, the continuity is pretty spot on. Yes. Yeah, they work really hard. And Pokemon really loves to reference itself because I mean, like they have, you know, the next generation, maybe even two generations planned. So they love to have secrets of what's come, what's to come just like hidden in the games. Like people are all theorizing. I do follow a few Pokemon YouTubers. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of speculation that the next region is going to be based on India. Ooh. Um, just because of the like, quote unquote, the mythical Pokemon. So there's legendary Pokemon. All right. All right. You're giving away another question. Oh, I am? <laughs> okay, give it to me. <laughs> um, I'll jump down to that one. There are Pokemon. The, uh, uh, there are Pokemon, starter Pokemon, baby Pokemon. What other four species are there? There's legendary. There's mythical. Um, there are three others. Four others. There are four others. You got two left. Is unknown one of them? No, you did. You, you kind of mentioned it already. It's Ultra Beast. Oh, yeah. The Ultra Beast. Mm -hmm. And then Fossil. Oh, yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. So you were going into um, about uh, the Pokedex, how they how they dive into it, the mythical mm -hmm. types. Um, so so the mythical Pokemon are always like the Pokemon that are introduced after the series has been released. And they're generally you can only obtain them through a special event like going to a GameStop or a McDonald's or whatever. And lately there has been like a theme of the mythical Pokemon from a certain generation is some sort of hint into what's coming in the next generation. Hoopa is a Pokemon that was introduced in the sixth generation. Um, Hoopa has the power to like create portals and go through them into different dimensions, which is what the sixth generation is all about, like going through portals for the ultra beasts yeah. to come through. OK, so now they are thinking first off in the po in the most recent generation, Sword and Shield, eighth gen that takes place in Galar, which is based off the UK. They have a Pokemon called Caparaja, which is a steel type 
elephant and its Pokedex, Pokedex entry is all about how it is from a different land and not natively from Galar. And on top of that, Zaruda or Zarude, I'm unclear on how to pronounce it. Nobody pronounces it the same, is um, based off of a specific type of monkey that is found in India. Jungles in India. Oh, I love this this rabbit hole we just went down. Yes. So <laughs> that is what's causing everyone to be like, oh, it's probably based in India. But there are other rumors that like it's Australia, which I don't think it's Australia. I feel like we've already had like Hawaii. We've already had like a lot of Oceania. Well, um, it, it, not every game releases a new generation of Pokemon, just to be clear of people. Right. Yeah. Um. So like this next gen that you're talking about, they're saying that we will now go to the india-esque country possibly to see what pokemon are, are are there cool next question in 2000 a company sued pokemon saying they ripped off their product what is the product's name oh i i remember this oh but i don't remember what it's called what is it Monsters in my pocket. Yes. I was I wanted to be like, I'm pretty sure it was like called Pocket Monsters yeah, or something basically. like that. Also, it but sounds it super lame. Well, it's super lame, but then also like wait till 2000 to come forward. Yeah. Like with something as lame as Monsters, Monsters in, in my, my pocket. pocket. Like it's <laughs> I do remember this. I do remember this. It's all coming back. <laughs> Because I remember being like, oh, well, maybe I'll like check it out and see if it's any fun or if it's cool. And it was like, no, this is fucking lame. You should be thanking Pokemon for improving your idea. If it really if it was. Really was. Yeah, first. Uh, this question I found really interesting, especially from what you were talking about, how it was originally created as a child's game. Right? It's geared towards children. What is the Nuzlocke challenge? The Nuzlocke challenge. Nuzlocke. So uh, Nuzlocke is Pokemon. I actually don't know. Oh, OK. Um, you want to take a guess or want me to tell you? It's is it a speed playthrough? No, not really speed. No. So tell me about it. <laughs> I see people posting about them yeah. all the time. I mean, it, it, it pretty much is a, uh, a playing the game like real life. OK, so a challenge called you said Nuzlocke. 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 Uh, a challenge called Nuzlocke allows players to only capture the first per- Pokemon encountered in each area. If they do not succeed in capturing that Pokemon, they are no, there is no second chances. When a Pokemon faints, it's considered dead, dead. and must be released. Yes. Uh, if a player faints, the game must be started over. Yes. Which I read that and being this Legends of Arceus being my first like into. Pokemon, yeah, you're like, like oh. I would never play it that way. No. Like, <laughs> yes, that's. So that's the thing. <laughs> I feel like I've seen a lot of people post about Nuzlocke and the Nuzlocke. And, and like, why? Nuzlocke is a Pokemon from the third generation. Okay. So why it's named after that, I just don't know. But anything that tries to tell me how to play a Pokemon game is not something that I subscribe to. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I'm like, if you're telling me that I can't catch my favorites. Yeah. We and like a try constantly to catch them because they're hard. Yeah, because of course I like all of the ones that have like a 2% spawn rate in a certain <laughs> section of a cave. Uh, oh, how many known Pokemon species are there? Oh, I knew I should have looked this up before <laughs> I came over here. It's over 800. It is over 800. Just mm-hmm. take a guess. 870. 905. 900 and are we really at 905? At least known. Yes. 
Known. <laughs> uh, Harp's move Splash is does no damage. Is actually a mistranslate. It does no damage, correct? But it's actually a mistranslation and should actually be called this. I this I loved this fact. This was a very interesting. Fact I don't know me. this one either. You are killing me with this <laughs> trivia. I was like, ask me what type of Starmie is. <laughs> No, I I love it. It's so interesting. So it actually got it actually is translated to hop, which makes sense if you know it. And it also makes sense why Splash is available to other Pokemon and not just Magikarp because it's a hop. <laughs> oh, yeah, because not everyone who knows Splash is a water. I remember thinking that's weird. Mm-hmm. And that was why mistranslated. What Pokemon steals children away, taking them to the world of the dead? Okay, so this is what I'm talking about in these weird ass. This is Darkrai, isn't it? No. No? Uh, this is Drifloon. Oh, that's right. Same gen. Okay. Um, yeah, because, and that's Gen 4. They really started to get fucking children. weird. Like... Yes. And you know what's even funnier? Is that so in Gen 4, there is a uh, segment of the game called Amity Park. And that was where they first let like a Pokemon follow behind you. But the rule was that it was you were only allowed to have a cute Pokemon follow behind you, which like <laughs> the the rules on what makes a Pokemon cute are beyond me. It was mostly just like the starters and a few other ones. But Drifloon was one of them. No. And I'm like. But Drifloon steals children in the night and takes them to the land of the dead. Yes. So the reason I said Darkrai is because there is a whole backstory in um, in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl where there is a child who is like stuck in their nightmares and cannot wake up and is having night terrors. And you have to take a boat to this new place to like defeat Darkrai. And catch Cresselia, which is like the Pokemon of good dreams, to cure this child. But Darkrai is a very sinister Pokemon. That is intense, especially for being a children's game. Like, like that is... Darkrai has like this special move that like puts the like enemy Pokemon to sleep and has like a leech seed effect where it each turn takes a little bit of their HP. So not only are they asleep and cannot battle you he's sucking your life force yes sucking your life force (laughs) what generation added the most new pokemon and how many was it (laughs) (laughs) i object i want to say i want to say it was gen six five five (laughs) how many I'll let you get within 10 of this number. It was like 180. 156. So you didn't get the point, but didn't get that (laughs) Uh, for a bonus point. What four games make up generation five? What four? So black, white, black two and white two. That's it. That was the four. Oh, I thought you said five. Uh, Just the four. Yeah. (laughs) You got that point. Gen five is maybe my least favorite. Okay. What makes Uh, it least favorite? Well, number one the region is based off of America. <laughs> the storyline with the, I think it's Team Plasma, doesn't really make sense. Um, I find the Pokemon to be pretty uninspired in that generation. Um, and the starters specifically all suck. 
But who are the starters? The starters are the Snivy line. So Snivy, I don't know what the middle one's name, but it's Superior is the final one. Then it's like Oshawott, Duat, and Samarot. And then it is Tepig to Embor. And Embor was the third time in a row that the fire starter became fire and fighting type. And everyone was like, we're tired of this. No more fire starters that end in a fire fighting combination. I don't like it. It's not useful. Granted, that being said, the fourth generation has Infernape, which is fire and fighting. And I think that is one of the most like undisputed, like best starters in the like competitive realm of Pokemon. I am not on the competitive circuit. No, you like the Pokédex. <laughs> You've yeah, already made like, that. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, what Pokemon are tied as the heaviest weighing in at more than two tons? Mm, I had to take a guess. They're either rock or steel type or Snorlax. I have Cosmoem and Celestila. Yeah, so they're both Ultra Beasts. Cosmogem. Cosmogem is the the like middle evolution. You have Cosmog, which is like a nebulous sort of flat space cloud. And then it ter- evolves into a space gem. And then that tiny little space gem, which of course is, weighs a million pounds, um, somehow evolves into... Solgaleo or Lunala, which are the like two legendary Pokemon of that generation. And they are this enormous sun lion or moon bat. Um, and they're ultra beasts. And Celestila is a steel and flying type ultra beast as well. I would say of my of the ultra beasts, that one's my favorite, but mostly because I love the flying type before fairy was my favorite type. It was flying. I have to say, I think I think mine right now is uh, it's fire. I like I like Ponita. I love Ponita. Let me tell you also something that Gen 7 did get right was they started doing regional variants of Pokemon. So we got old favorites that got a revamped appearance and typing to sort of like match the area. Okay. Okay. So up until Gen 7, we had like Vulpix who evolved into Ninetales, and Vulpix and Ninetales were both just fire types. In Alola, they migrated up to these, like, wintry mountains, and so they are an ice type, and then Ninetales is ice and fairy. And it's like, and they're just, they're beautiful, they're graceful and everything, and I love them. Um, It's interesting that they added, sorry, that they added the the ability now to even catch more so like your vulpix like not only have to have the fire type vulpix but the ice type vulpix right yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. so then in the eighth gen in galar they have the galarian ponyta and rapidash that are psychic and fairy type and i'm just like a unic finally we have a fairy type pokemon that is a unicorn and my queer little dreams are made (laughs) (laughs) all right next question you got four right so far. You're doing great. I'm doing <laughs> so bad. Uh, what are the original names of coughing and wheezing? Not a clue. Really? I mm. thought you would know this one. This is really interesting. Coughing, as well as its uh, evolution, wheezing, was originally going to have a very different names to their current labels. In the Pokemon Red and Blue beta, the names were additionally or er, initially laid out for the two were Nye and La in reference to the air pollution in New York City and Los Angeles. 
Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know, someone, some American was like, we can't name oh, them that. You <laughs> know that. Uh, yeah. But I wish. I know. Uh, but also, like, there are a lot of other cities around the world that are just as equally polluted. So I don't know. So they generalize it to what coughing and wheezing. Folks in Japan are thinking. <laughs> Um, ooh, this one was an interesting one because I did not know this fact. What are the 10 Pokemon that can communicate with humans? There are 10? There are 10. I only knew, I mean, the one that everyone knows. But So there's the Meowth yep. with Team Rocket. There's mm-hmm. Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. I want to say in the third Pokemon movie, there was Entei. And Entei, oh no, Entei spoke through this little girl. Lugia? Lugia. Lugia is one of them. That's in, that's in Pokemon the Movie 2000, which is unarguably the best Pokemon movie that's ever come out. It has the original three birds. Those are my favorite. Articuno is one of my all-time favorite Pokemon, period. Um, back to Pokemon who can communicate <laughs> with people. Shit. Lay them on me. Yeah, you got three. That's good. Uh, Hoopa can speak. Yeah. <laughs> Slowking can speak. Oh, that's right. Which is in Pokemon the Movie 2000. <laughs> God damn it. Um, uh, Volcanian can work or can speak tel- telepathically. Volcan- yeah. Um, the the fact I found that is uh, it said that he sounded like an old man to Ash. So that is yes. So that is so I gotta admit I stopped watching the anime past the like third movie when they stopped releasing them in theaters in the United States <laughs> is kind of when I stopped watching. So but they come out with them all the time. So I'm pretty sure there's one that's like. Volcanion and the something yeah, or other. Yeah. Ghastly can by possession. You are so right. And yep. I did know that <laughs> there is. Okay. So one going back to blockbuster, when I had watched all of them, I would go back and pick like my favorites. And I vividly remember there's like one, cause each VHS has like three or four episodes on it, you know? So one of the ones that was my favorite had the episode where Ash and company meet Ghastly for the first time in this like lakeside cabin situation and it's haunted and it's a Ghastly and a Haunter and a Gengar possessing them or whatever. And there's like a lady who's a ghost question mark who's tormenting them almost the whole episode. That's awesome. But it turns out that she's really just a Ghastly. Yeah. Rotom? He can speak through... Rotom. Rotom. Rotom can Rotom. speak through electric devices or yes, electronic so devices. Yes, so Rotom is a really cool Pokemon that is a ghost and electric type, but it has the ability to, like, embody different electrical devices. So, like, when it inhabits a refrigerator, it's actually a, like, electric and ice type. Oh, and when it that's so cool! a fan, there's, like, a, a rotating fan, it's, like, electric and flying. But in Alola... Wow, we are really coming down hard on Gen 7 Alola. Um, in Alola, Rotom is in your Pokedex. Yeah, that's what it said. Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it said that it, it speaks to humans through the Pokedex. That's what it said. Yeah, and it is one of those annoying characters in that, in that game. Lucario mm-hmm. is tele, te, uh, telepathy and also auras. Auras, mm-hmm. yes. And then Jirachi? Jirachi. Jirachi to, is uh, the telepathy. Dream, is the, yeah, is mm-hmm. the wish. All right. Who was the original mascot of the Pokemon franchise? 
It was Clefairy. It was Clefairy. Nice. It was Clefairy. Um, and then they changed it to Pikachu when people like really fell in love with Pikachu. I mean, it makes sense. Which like, it makes sense because Ash starts with Pikachu. I'm like, if you wanted the mascot to be Clefairy, he would have her in the first episode. Well, or like introduce Clefairy. Is Clefairy in the first episode? No. But not at all. No. (laughs) That's, you have, so the like iconic Pokemon opening has, oh no, it's a Nidoran and a Gengar fighting each other. So never mind. I thought it was Clefairy and Gengar, but it's a Nidoran. It's a Nidorino. Clefairy was also one of the first Pokemon that they sort of like toyed with the idea of it being not from Earth because the anime has Clefairy like coming from the moon. That's why they evolve with the Moonstone. I'm learning so much from you that I'm going to put into practice for the Legends <laughs> because I have like uh, a Firestone and I have some other stones, but I don't have the right Pokemon that'll evolve with it. So do you have a Growlithe? No, not yet. Well, that's on you. <laughs> um. Uh, going back to Magikarp. Vulpix. Vulpix is with a Firestone. I don't, I haven't come across to Vulpix. Oh. Eevee? I have an Eevee that did, uh, evolved into a fairy. The fairy, the fairy type. Oh, Sylveon. Yeah. Yes. I love that you're helping me. You're just ready to go. You're like, mm, which one of the other ones? Um, how many feet, uh, is it said that a Magikarp is able to jump? Oh, couldn't tell ya. 29,000 feet in the air. <laughs> for those who don't know magikarp is the stupidest pokemon <laughs> magikarp magikarp is the cinderella of pokemon and i will tell you this because it is absolutely useless until level 20 when it evolves into a gyarados and it becomes one of the most overpowered pokemon in the series gyarados was so overpowered that they had to make it water and flying type <laughs> so that it would be doubly wo- Weak to electric. Oh, I love your knowledge. Well, I have to I have to flex what knowledge I do have because you have stumped me with every <laughs> single question. We got three left. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, this one, I, I, I have I have high hopes. This is another another list. So you might need that paper. Uh, you mentioned already that the professors in Pokemon are all named after trees. All right. Can I name them all? They are actually named after plants, trees and shrubberies other than oak, elm, Ivy, Juniper, and Birch. Uh-huh. Name five more. Five more. Just five more. So there's, pro- I know Professor Kukui because he is a daddy. <laughs> he is, get this, in Alola. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Sounds like that's the next game I should play just to understand your hatred and love of it. <laughs> yeah, I do really have a love, a love-hate relationship with that, with that generation. Um, Professor Kukui is a daddy and they always show him with like his shirt open and he's muscular. I love when Pokemon uh, talk to their gaze. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fully giving into the fantasy. I also like Googled some of these names to make sure they were actually trees, plants and shrubberies because I don't recognize them. Yeah, I'm going to be like, you took the ones that I knew I knew. I know. That's why I took them out. And they're all probably like, wait a minute, name five more. Mm-hmm, just five. Oh, you already took five. I know. And there are only eight. Gen- oh, there are some other like non main series games that I have not played. Well, and also uh, there are some for Pokemon Go or Pokemon Home because there are professors there. You are absolutely right. Yeah, I don't know these. Every professor has this name. You ready? Professor Rowan. 
Rowan is, oh my God, and that's Diamond and Pearl. And I really did just play that game. <laughs> Professor Sycamore. Oh, Laventon. Laventon. I don't have Laventon. Well, Laventon is the one in Arceus. Oh, okay. Well, you got a point. <laughs> Magnolia. Magnolia. Yeah, because she's a little old lady. And um, I can tell you what generation they are. How about that? How about you? You list them off and I'll tell you who they are, where they're from. That's from 8th Gen and Galar. All right. Uh, Burnett. Shoot. She's from an offshoot. Yeah. Uh, what is she from? I don't I didn't take a note of that. Oh, I'm so wow. sorry. <laughs> Someone uh, didn't do their homework. Professor <laughs> Professor Willow. Yes. That's Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. I did take that note. Professor Grand Oak. Is Pokemon Home. <laughs> Oh, yes. And there is Samson Oak, who um, is in Alola to introduce the regional variants. And it is because he is like a regional variant of Professor, Professor Oak. Oak. Uh, uh, Professor Crane, which Crane is a plant, which I did not know. And then Professor Bellis, B-E-L-L-I-S. In the official island of... Paseo. Ah, Paseo is um is in Pokemon Masters EX, which is uh an app. Just a game app. Yeah, it's okay. a, it, yeah, it's a phone app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you took all of the mainline ones. That, that's not fair. Because I sure should could have named Oak Elm Birch <laughs> Juniper and yeah, that's why I took them. <laughs> um what was the first Pokemon ever fully designed? I don't know. Rhydon. Why? And it didn't say why. It was just that was the first one they were working on. That was the first one they drew. And yeah, that was the first one. And it's rock and ground type, even though those are the same thing. <laughs> All right. Last question. You have 10 points. This one is purposely hard. Yeah, sure. Okay. Because <laughs> none of the other ones no, were. No, none of them were. Uh, so something that was interesting in Pokemon that I thought is that these are all animals, okay? And not everyone in Pokemon is a vegetarian. So... <laughs> This question Uh, in Pokemon slow poke tails are known as a delicacy. What other Pokemon do humans eat? So I know in the anime there, I I remember it dawning on me that they ate Pokemon because in the anime, I believe it is in the episode where they go on the SS Anne and I forget what city is in. They are eating a fried Magikarp on a stick. (laughs) And I was like, and that as a kid, I, it dawned on me. I was like, oh, my God. But then also, like, we raise chickens and eat I, chicken. I mean, we raise fish and eat fish. Yeah, and cows. Like, it's. <laughs> but they sure do eat fried Magikarp. And I was gagged. Were there any other ones that you remember? The Slowpoke Tail, they, like, showed a bunch of pictures that were Slowpoke Tail is, yeah. yeah Slowpoke Tail is a good thing. It, and Slowpoke Tail has its own storyline in mm-hmm. Gold and Silver. Um, you probably guess a couple. Yeah. Do they eat the ice cream Pokemon? What's the name? I just put the names of them. Uh, like Vanillish, Vanillux. Oh and, no, no, they do not. Not, not from what I read. That was and that was in Gen Five, and that's my least favorite generation because they have stupid. They also have Garbodor. Is it just a garbage can? It is a pile of garbage. <laughs> That's someone who got lazy or had a deadline. (laughs) Pokemon cares a lot about pollution. There are several pollution storylines in the anime, even the first season alone. There are 
like Corsola is a coral Pokemon. And in the most recent generation, they have the Galarian Corsola, which is a ghost type because coral reefs have been dying around the U.S. That <laughs> they go they go for the jugular. Yes. Right? So which it's so funny, it's it, it ties it back into what you kind of said at the beginning in terms of what you like about Pokemon, because it's all about the relationship with the monsters, the place that you're in. It's about keeping that world right and being together and working together. Right. Yes. And they also in Alola, they had uh, the Alolan Grimer and Muck who sort of created this new purpose in Gen 1. Grimer and Muck were symbols of pollution. Like they were just toxic sludge. Yeah, aren't they literally just yeah, sludge? Right? They're like just they're sludge. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in Alola, they have this ability to consume garbage and turn it into energy. That's how Alola stays so pristine. They utilize Grimer and Muck to consume their garbage. How are the islands? Awesome. <laughs> All right. Back anyway, to what, eating. What the <laughs> eating Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> this is exactly what the show is made for to go off. So you're tangents. Fine. <laughs> are there any more water Pokemon? I feel like there are a ton. There of are a couple. So think, okay, think of the type of Pokemon there are and think of what we eat in the real yeah. world. There's so many that match up. That's why I'm like, God, I don't know because there are what I think water Pokemon have the most. They're the most edible. No. Of all the types, there are more water Pokemon oh. than any other type. I mean, that makes sense because our world is made up of water. Mostly water. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, it could be any of the fish Name or fish. crabs. Crabby. Crabby. Crawdont. Uh, yes. Um, you got three so far. Ma- Magikarp, <laughs> you said two. What was what was what's what an evolution for? of Crabby? Oh, Kingler. Yes. <laughs> yeah. OK, well. Um. Oh, I will say. Um. Edible also means medicine because some of these Pokemon you have to. Yes. So Paris and Parasect um, give off of something that mushroom that can be dried into a powder to be made into a medicine. Yes. Let me tell you about Paris and Parasect. Okay, you play Pokemon Legends Arceus, so you know that they came at me. They are the most aggressive Pokemon in the overworld of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Which is so funny because Paris and Parasect are like laughably the weakest Pokemon. For, for people who don't know, they look like tiny crab lobsters. Yeah, like they a look mixture like of them. hermit crabs that have um, like mushrooms instead of yes. shells. And they are bug and grass type, which means that they are doubly weak to both fire and flying type. And just like they have a plethora of weaknesses between those two types. So there is a whole episode in the Pokemon anime where this one Pokemon trainer who like makes medicine. She's like, I need my Paris to evolve into a Parasect, but it's so hard to train it because it's so fucking weak. (laughs) So the whole storyline of this episode is that Ash's Pokemon are pretending to lose to this Paris in battle to try to get it to level up and evolve into a Paris. And is it Ash at the time? He has Pikachu, super electric. Yes, Pikachu. Yes, he has Pikachu. He has Charmeleon who doesn't listen to him and like burns Paris to a crisp. He's got Squirtle. He's got Pidgeotto. um, All these. All of these Pokemon that can just like destroy Paris. And then like you see, like, Pikachu gives that, like, one tiny little spark, and then Paris just goes, eh, and then rolls over. 
but now in the Legends of Arceus game, they like they're they're they aggressive. They are, are very aggressive. aggressive. They will come for you. They will poison. They will poison you. Yes. This is something that I I do find a like slight fault in Pokemon Legends Arceus. Arceus is that there's no health bar for the player. For the human, yeah. You just kind of like can't take too much damage at any given time. It's very strange. Or like when your screen has some red frame around it, yeah. you know to get out of Run there. Away. <laughs> and then you can't eat the food. It's all for your Pokemon. I'm I'm still torn if I like it or not. Because I'm like I, well, no no that aspect of it. Because oh. I'm like, I love that like I get to control the health of my monsters like they're my game pieces right yeah but if but my i health, don't take care of myself if like, my health comes into effect at all why can't i eat a peach berry that yeah. cures the poison that pair <laughs> that these suddenly and they're so small that you don't even see them and then you have six paris around you in the grass using poison they do hide in the grass. yeah <laughs> all right well you can eat those too you can't eat those too uh you got any other ones all right, give them to me. Lay them on me. All right, we have Shuckle. Oh, they don't yes. eat the shell, but they eat. Yeah, um, so you like pour, you like you like mix juices in its yep. shell to <laughs> to there. This is also a storyline in the anime where they have to like make a potion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it literally says the juice is delicious. Uh, Chancy eggs. Okay, <laughs> just like chicken eggs. But the article I read was really funny because it ended it by saying if people are actually eating Chansey, that's up to them because <laughs> nah, yes. well, Chansey has like a signature move called soft boiled where <laughs> feasibly it consumes its own egg and revives its own health. Oh, OK. So that, so that does make sense. Yeah. Uh, Crawdon, you got far fetched. Oh, Once yeah. It's rare. got the leak. Yep. Uh, uh, Lapras. Oh. <gasps> No, it, over hunting once threatened Lapras and the species to the brink of ex ex extinction. Oh you know what? Now that you say that, that is absolutely correct. I remember that being in the Pokedex, but I just never associated that with eating it. Lapras really does get like the raw, like a raw deal in every way. It used to be so iconic. <laughs> Lapras was like the fairy Pokemon, not fairy, F-A-I-R-Y, but F-E-R-R-Y, in that, like, it transported people over the ocean and all of this stuff. And it used to be a really powerful water and ice type Pokemon. But because it was in the first generation, like, so many other stronger water and ice type Pokemon have come since then. So it's kind of like... Wah, wah. Around that same kind of thing, did they leave that first generation kind of out to dry when they kept adding? And like like you said, like, he kind of, like, Lapras got, or they got the, the shaft a little bit. Some of them, yes. Others, no. There are certain favorites that the Pokemon company seems to just have no issues revamping. Uh, Charizard is one of them. Charizard gets two Mega Evolutions, its own Gigantamax form. Charizard gets its own... If there's a special something, there is one for Charizard. There's also three different regional Meowths. More than any... Like, yeah. everyone else only has, like, two regional areas. I mean, Pikachu gets tons of love. It's, you know, it's that's not an issue. Um, Sharpedo. I almost said this because it's like shark fin soup. And then I was that's like, exactly what they use it for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, ch uh, Cherubi that has a cherry. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. That's what it, it is. Mm -hmm. uh, a basculin. Yeah. Uh, Cedra. <gasps> um, medical purposes. Bone scales being harvested. 
Wow, I need, I need, I need your research. I just Googled interesting Pokemon facts and went on a deep dive. Some of these are from, uh, is it fandom.com? Some of them are from Pokemon Direct. Like, yeah, I made sure they were reliable sources. So, um, uh, Crabrawler. Oh, the yeah. Pinchers. Clunch, or is it Clunch, Cluncher? Cluncher. Cluncher. Bereskida. 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 Uh, Gabbit. <gasps> the scales are used for medicine that re- reinvigorate people. Okay, sure. I'm like, Gab- Gabite is like this big. Although it becomes another like super overpowered Pokemon in Generation 4 into Garchomp, which is a ground and dragon type Pokemon. That is the like ace Pokemon that the like champion of the Pokemon okay. uses. Cynthia. Uh, Ribombi. Ribombi. Yeah, because uh, honey. Honey and the pollen puffs are sold as a supplement. Yeah, so then feasibly also Combi and Vespican because of mm-hmm. yeah, their so being the evolution nature. of this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Apple Tune. <gasps> it is unclear if people still eat Apple Tune, is what it said. It wanted to say that. But it is mentioned that children used to eat its skin because of its sweet and delicious flavor. This makes sense since the Pokemon is basically a walking apple pie. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, then feasibly, um, Alchemy, which is also from, that's Gen 8, is a fairy type Pokemon that's like a cake. It's just like a cream. Yeah, with that same idea. Yeah, yeah, then maybe that those were all that way. Well, awesome. I think you did good. Well, thank you. you got 16 out of I think I got like 20 something is what I counted total. So you did good. Nice but I mean, job. oh, but then like Miltank is the cow Pokemon. And, and in the games, you drink Moomoo milk, which yeah. is a, it's a health restoring for your Pokemon. But it's milk. Yeah. So we eat them. Is it them or products of them? Well, we, I mean, we talk about byproducts and some of these others. So yeah. like counts. There you go. I beat your list. <laughs> you did. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Last but not least, we are going to do the talk nerdy to me section. All right. So I am going to go through each one of these. Uh, just say whatever is in your gut. You don't have to go fast. Take your time. If we go off on tangents, we go off on tangents. But. Me go out of the <laughs> The first one. What are your three or sorry, what are your top three types of Pokemon? Fairy, flying, and psychic. This is your desert island question, and I, I remixed it a little bit for you. If you were on an island with one Pokemon and all of its evolutionary stages, what Pokemon would that be? No, you cannot choose Eevee. Ah. <laughs> I actually wouldn't anyway, though. Okay. Um it basically means that I have to pick a favorite Pokemon. Uh, well, no, no, this isn't. No, it's not necessarily. But you can also pick a Pokemon that would be good to have on a desert island where you're alone. Like you could pick a Pokemon that maybe can get you off the island. You could pick a Pokemon that you want to just come companion. I'm game to whatever you want to choose. <laughs> and your reasoning. If my goal is to get off the island. I would have to go with like. Charizard or Dragonite, something that I can get on and fly out of there. But maybe Charizard, because then I could also like use its fire to cook food. Well, Charizard then also includes Charmander, Charmander. and Charmander, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, and again, Charizard has every different possible evolution and gimmick in the Pokemon world. So 
it is pretty much an ace. Uh, top event question. We talked about storylines a lot. I want to know what is your like favorite storyline, whether it be from games, whether it be from the anime, movie. Oh. And if it's not like a full storyline, is there a character that you can connect with? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes. So oh, I have several. Months. Now I'm like, I'm like, oh, which one do I? Tr- you can choose a couple. Go. For I it. mean, like I said, I Pokemon the movie 2000 is my favorite Pokemon movie. I love the, the three legendary birds, Articuno, Zapdos and Moltres. So like having a movie that featured all of them along with Lugia was really great. But I think if I'm going to pick an iconic moment in the Pokemon world that is near and dear to my heart, it is the episode Bye Bye Butterfree in which Ash releases his Butterfree because it falls in love with a little pink female Butterfree. And there's like this, I don't know, annual like people in whatever town they're in get in these hot air balloons and release their Butterfree and the Butterfree migrate or whatever. And it is a very emotional episode because Butterfree was the first Pokemon that Ash caught as a Caterpie. And so, but also like all of us who catch Butterfree early on in the game, you can't keep it around. It is kind of a weak Pokemon. I mean, it's good for the beginning of the game. Um, It has a lot of weaknesses. It's a bug type. So it is this like, unnecessarily emotional like Sarah McLaughlin style music playing in the back as they replay all of the scenes like Ash catching Caterpie, Caterpie evolving into Metapod, Metapod like getting hit by a bee drill. Like that's how Metapod like in the anime Ash's Metapod evolves because a bee drill uses its little drill to like hit Metapod and then it's casing opens up and Butterfree comes out and obviously defeats the Beedrill. Um, but it's like all of these big moments. I mean, Butterfree also helped Ash beat Misty at the Cerulean City Gym. So like Butterfree is a big fucking deal. And then Ash weeps releasing Butterfree so that it could live happily with its little pink girlfriend. That's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> so beautiful. Um, and it's, again, it's also the Pokemon company being like, see, we don't just enslave animals and have them do our bidding. We also want them to be happy. That's such a great, like, it's a through line that I've never really thought about. So we were talking here. Like, it truly is a through line of taking care of your relationships, taking care of yourself, taking care a of symbiotic the sort of relationship. Yeah, it mm-hmm. truly is. Mm-hmm. Symbiotic, not symbiotic. But also, I mean, like organizations like PETA have come for Pokemon for you're trapping them in balls since the dawn of time. So, I mean, there's even a storyline in Pokemon Legends Arceus where they're like, we don't keep our Pokemon in Pokeballs because that is blah, blah, blah. Um, Where should someone start to get into Pokemon? Uh, So so I think I said this earlier. Um, I would say if you have a Nintendo Switch, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. Because it has the original 150. It introduces you to so much. The graphics are really fun. It also has Pokemon that follow you, but also some of them you can ride. Like you can ride on your Charizard, your Rapidash, Arcanine. Um, I think you like bear hug Snorlax and it just walks. Um, But it... I mean, the nostalgia factor for it is just so good. 
but it also is like simple enough for you to be like, okay, we're catching Pokemon. We're using them to battle. We're learning about all the different types. Um, it also, because you said the nostalgic aspect of it too, it's also not only teaching them how to play the game, but it shows them like, this is where we came from. Right? This, these is, are these. this is how we all got hooked on Yes. It. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Love that. Um, oh, give me your random fact about Pokemon. I'm like trying to come up with a good one to <laughs> prove myself. I love this is random, but um, it's not like super like not well known, but Pokemon have male, female and genderless Pokemon, which is just like super cool to me. And there are like all kinds of they introduced gender differences, maybe even in the second generation. But it's like some Pokemon are like always female, like Jinx is always female. Mr. Mime is always male. And then there are some Pokemon like Staryu, Starmie, Magnemite that have no gender whatsoever. And all of the legendary Pokemon have no gender. Actually, that's not true. Some of them are like specifically they so it's either, it's either like specific or no yes, gender. I get you. Either yeah, it's yeah. like this legendary Pokemon is a woman or nothing. Or, or everything. What would you call it? I think everything. <laughs> yeah. So I, I always, yeah, I always love that. And there are like some Pokemon that can only evolve if they're a female. Um, this is Combi and Vespican because they're based off of bees and it becomes a queen bee when it evolves. Um. And there's a salamander one in Alola, <laughs> which is still the only fire and poison type. Um, I can get nerdy about like cool Pokemon types, yeah. but it only evolves. It's a salamander and it only evolves if it's a female. And it is incredibly difficult to find female ones in the wild. Um, where is the best place to find Pokemon to be obsessed with it? <laughs> oh, anywhere. YouTube. I was going to say nowadays it's like what YouTube, you got Netflix, you got the games. You have the, I mean, obviously, you know, like having a Nintendo system of some kind. It's great. Fill or fill in the blank. If I like blank, then I will like Pokemon. I mean, the obvious answer is like Digimon. <laughs> I'm surprised it's taken this long to bring up Digimon. <laughs> well, here's the thing. A lot of people like to pretend that Pokemon and Digimon have this rivalry and Truth be told, when I was growing up, I loved both of them. Pokemon had more lasting power for me personally, but I also went to the Digimon movies when they were released in theaters. You know, like, hello, Patamon, Patamon, Anjumon. Talk about ridiculous evolutions, <laughs> Digimon. <Yes. laughs> that is true. There's, there's a huge disconnect between certain Digimon that I'm just like, how do you get this like like Gatomon is a cat and then it evolves into Anjawamon, who is like this sexy, sexy. Like, angel woman with like tapestries just barely covering her covering her where she needs to be covered for it to be a children's show. Yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but what would what 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 are some words if you like Pokemon or other pop culture other than Digimon? I would say probably Animal Crossing. Um, I don't really play Animal Crossing, so I could be totally wrong. But I feel like a lot of it is about like collecting and building things out and getting all of these like different characters and creatures and things like that. Um, but if you like, I mean, any game 
or franchise that involves collecting different things like Yu-Gi-Oh, um, Magic the Gathering, anything that involves like creating a team of Just a team. Yeah. Of monsters. Of, of monsters. Things, things. Of fighters, of yes. competitors. Um, last one. If you know, you know. I want you to say something to other Pokemon obsessed people. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, if you know, you know, Paris is a fucking bitch. <laughs> um, uh, feel free to cut that out if that's too oh, vulgar. <laughs> um, you know what? I will say one thing I fully I. So there is one offshoot non main series game that I truly love and I wish they would bring it back. Um, but it is Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. They were both for the GameCube. And it's in this region, I think it's called Ore, but there are no wild Pokemon left. It's like end of timesy. And this team called Team Snagum is stealing other people's Pokemon. They're snagging, They're other, snagging people's other people's Pokemon. Pokemon. Because here's the thing. In the Pokemon world, if a, if, if a Pokemon belongs to a trainer, they physically cannot be caught by someone else. Like you can, If you throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon that belongs to someone else, it won't have any effect. Team Snagum created this machine that allows them to steal other Pokemon. And creates this they somehow inflict this pain on the pokemon to close its heart and make it a shadow pokemon that uses like shadow moves that are stronger and super effective against regular pokemon and the point of the game is to not only take down team snagum and um their machine their machine (laughs) but you also have to collect all of the shadow Pokemon and through battling with them, taking care of them, things like that, you open their heart and purify them to, you know, you know, basically normal again. Be normal again. (laughs) Um, It's a, they are fantastic games. They are fun because they're only, x amount of shadow pokemon available because you don't catch them in the wild you have to like snag them from team snag them and it makes like the challenge of like getting the right team together more difficult because you have limited resources and things like that i think they're excellent yeah that's way more strategy in a game probably Mm -hmm. love that but they just like dropped off and i don't know why you need to bring it back. I will bring it right, back. right to your Nintendo representative. To, to the Pokemon company, because I know you'll be listening to this podcast. Please ignore the whole point of this podcast where I didn't know any of the Pokemon <laughs> trivia, but please listen to me when I say revamp Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon Maxd Gale of Darkness because they're great. Thank you so much for this conversation. I love it. I learned so much about Pokemon. I hope you enjoyed yourself. <gasps> I did. Good, wonderful. Is there anything um, you want to plug yourself? This will probably go out in April, May, um, or where people can follow you, or if you don't have any plugs, that's fine too. Shoot, in April or May, well, this has nothing to do with Pokemon, but I am going to be in Once Upon a Mattress at Theo Ubiquay 
uh, in Evanston. I will be playing Lady Larkin, which is very, very exciting. Um, Although we close on May 1st, so you got to release this in April. May May 1st. All right. (laughs) Before May 1st. Deal. Um, Yeah, that's what I'm plugging right now. Also, just like play Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's fantastic. It's uh, I feel like I could go on a tangent about how great that game is in breaking the Pokemon mold, but that's maybe a whole other that podcast might be a episode. Whole other episode. Well, thank you again so much for coming, Parker. I appreciate you. Thank you. Right, bye, everyone. Bye. No one ever was. Boom, boom, boom. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. I will travel across the land, searching far and wide. Boom, boom, boom. Each Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Pokemon, gotta catch them. Oh, you're so true. The courage to pull us through. You teach me and I. I'll teach you Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon.